Is anything happening? Well, right now? it doesn't matter because the show's, you know, people could listen to the show in two weeks. So I prefer mm. not to talk about timely events. Though, I will say that um, I was watching the beginning of the Braves game. Mm, this is game two, just so when someone can place this if they actually care. Of the NLCS. You know what that stands for, Autumn? She doesn't. Ah! <laughs> what an idiot. NLCS. Uh, doesn't matter. National League Championship I wanna... Series. Oh, come on. I wanted a chance. Anyway, I was watching the game, and as I'm watching the game, they lose. And then I turn off the game to get ready to record this, and now apparently it's tied 2-2. So I am bad luck. Yeah, and anytime we talk about AMC stock, things don't go well. What are you talking about? When you tell me that AMC is doing well, I start to go look, and then it starts going down. Well, you're the bad luck for AMC then. Not no, me. No, because I'm not looking. No. Why are you turning this around? Every time we talk about it, you say, now it's going down because you've looked at it. No, I just say, look at this. It's doing well. And then you look and it goes down. That's oh, what... I never took it that way. Because I look all the time and it doesn't go down or up. It just does whatever it's doing. Well, you have to hold out because AMC stock is going to go to $1 million a share. The mm. the DD says so. DD? The due diligence. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. On, on, I mean, whatever. Call me a paper-handed little shell bitch. I know it's not going to a million dollars. It's never going to go to a million dollars. The only and it, it never will. And the only way that we'll ever make money is to stay in it and then win some sort of like class action lawsuit <laughs> against like whatever. It does seem like that's maybe the way this is going to play out. Yeah. I know that there are some numbers that show that it could go to a million dollars in like a vacuum, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to work that way. It would be at the detriment to so many institutions, right? It'd be like foundational institutions. Oh, yeah. Would I mean, collapse. if it went to a million dollars a share, the number of outstanding shares, let's right. just say the actual shares that are known because there are people who think there are a bunch of synthetics out there. Uh, and you know, through naked short selling, but just the known ones would be like more than the whole market is worth or something (laughs) like that. Or the, the economy of the United States, it's some ridiculous thing. Yeah. If it gets to a hundred dollars a share, a bunch of people are going to sell because they've been waiting for a very long time. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if it's going to get to a hundred. Uh, can you hear this bubbling? Is this picking up? Uh, I didn't hear any bubbling. Uh, my dishwasher is on. It's currently saying ho. It's flashing ho at me. Ho. Ho. It does. Ho. H-O. Which apparently is an error code. Well, it's not an error code, but it says we're pausing washing because the water temperature is not hot enough. Oh, wow. So. Is it supposed to be hold? I don't know what it stands for. But yeah. it's, you know, it takes the water from the faucet, but that's not getting hot enough. So it's got its own internal heater and it's heating it up more. Oh, wow. That's kind of a nice dishwasher. I think it's pretty common on dishwashers. Really? I've never heard of a dishwasher saying the water's not hot enough, so I'm going to heat it up myself. I know that you're anti-dishwasher. We've talked about this before. I've been using it more and more. Your aversion. Aversion. Adversion. <laughs> adversion. <laughs> um, I, uh, especially it's, it's like I new, make Sunday dinners. It's the new advertising style. Adversion. 
Yeah, we um, uh, we make it so you know it, it's backwards. It's yeah. reverse psychology. It's telling you you're an idiot. It's an ad adverse advertisement. Adversion. <laughs> adverse advertisement. Um, I make Sunday dinners for my parents, and usually when they come, I throw everything in the dishwasher. Good. Uses less water, as has been established. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's been proven. Nah. It is, it is absolutely People proven. who don't know how to wash their dishes. If you're filling your sink with just a little bit of water and then using that filth water to wash your dish, you're not getting clean dishes. That's the only way because right, the average good. faucet uses two gallons a minute when it's running wide yeah, open. You're not supposed to. It's, it's not supposed to be one sink. It's supposed to be two sinks. And it's supposed to be one is filled with the soapy water and one is filled with clean water. You don't have two sinks. I don't. So... So, so I try and not have it's that's if your water's on full blast it uses okay. two gallons so a minute. So you use it half blast and it's using a gallon yeah. a minute. It's nah, still the average enough. dishwasher nah, uses only a few gallons. I know that I know that you don't like dishwashers because it reminds you of things. What? It was like the it was the representation of a relationship gone awry. Absolutely not. Yes. It's just that I am by myself for half the time and it feels strange to be you know using a glass and then throwing it in the dishwasher that doesn't make sense to me so i just well rinse it out use a little use a little sponge put it over there um or i let things collect like if i make a dinner and then i clean that up so i don't throw everything in and then it, what am i throwing in? i'm not throwing in my pan because it's got the non-stick coating so you're not supposed to wash that in the dishwasher that's, so I, I mean that's fair if you have one dish then i don't think you should run the dishwasher but uh, well, it'd be like my coffee cup from the morning. It'd be like my afternoon coffee from the afternoon. It would be like a couple of knives or spoons or whatever. So it's like I think a there's handful some, of things. I think there's some PTSD. There's not. The dishwasher was the <laughs> battlefield. No, it's just a fun uh, a lack representation of, that a lot of people, I think, identify with. A lack I could change of, it to something else. It could be like the trash. Well, that was part of it, too. I remember hearing stories about that. Yeah. And the litter box. And the litter box. These were the, the, the battlefields instead of expression. It's I felt <laughs> like the only two things I asked for, because I wasn't asking for anything, except I wasn't even asking anything for myself. So it's not like his fault, but it's also mine. It's also his a little bit, but it's also mine too. You know, anyway, so I, I felt like without expressing any of this or even realizing it myself, I only asked him to do two things. Please be in charge of the of the um, of the litter box and the trash, and it would happen for a very small amount of time, and then it would turn into me telling him to, and then I would try and justify it and say like, well, I guess his like threshold for when something needs to be done is later than mine, and I have to be okay with that. Excuse if me. Very simple things. Very simple ask. What did you say? I said, said it was a very simple ask. It couldn't mm -hmm. be executed. How do you feel when, um, well, I hesitate to talk about the other radio show that you're a part of now, The Von Hessler Doctrine, because last time we did that, someone became very offended. It really hurt their feelings. The fact Who? that we called, that we called the, oh, the show on, on, a, a yeah. radio zoo and someone <laughs> became very offended. And yeah, I, he, that was a personal thing from him. <laughs> he said that there were a lot of people around him that he felt were very entitled. And I think 
what he was actually expressing was disappointment in us. Why is there disappointment to say that the show is exactly what it, what it is, which is a zoo? Because he, it does because it wasn't logical. It was something that he felt. Do you know what I mean? Like it's something else that he was already feeling, and we embodied that, and it bothered him. Well, so. yeah, I look. All I right. feel no need to go after this person. I appreciate no. that they listen to our podcast, and mm-hmm. they're able to hear us call the Von Hessler Doctrine a zoo. But it was a very strange reaction to me because it did seem very personal as if that's my favorite radio show and you're shitting on it. So therefore you're shitting on me. It's like, it's not what's happening. I know. But if you think about it, like that kind of makes sense when someone is feeling some kind of way, you know, you overreact about something else because the real thing is something else. Like a dishwasher. Exactly. Or the kitty box. Mm -hmm. But I, I, um, I did think it was funny. It's like, without that show, nobody would know who you are. I was like, yeah, without a radio show, nobody would know who Tim was or Eric. Like, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. It's a very strange thing to say. Well, it's something it's like that it's Eric true. says, you know? So it's like something that Eric uses against us, you know, and in a funny way, but a little bit of As if venom, I care. Like a little truth in it. As but, if I care if people know who I am. That's not why I got into radio, to be known. I just wanted yeah. to put on a good show and hopefully have people forget about their shitty lives for even a second. It wasn't about people knowing me. I mean, for, I know. For, I never felt like, oh, I hope people will know me. Except for when we were going to the 10 high. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. That story is full of hyperbole. Can I see your ID? Yes. Autumn. Yes, I am Autumn. I'm Autumn because from the Von Hester Doctrine. I would never have thought, no, I would never have said that if it was anywhere else. It was just because Nick works there. And so I thought that he knew us from the show. <laughs> God, there's no, it, it's not out of the, re- it's, uh, that doesn't speak to me. It's not out of the realm. Like, you just were no. very excited. Like you lit up. You were yeah, very, because it was ex- yes. And that's why I think that's why I think it's funny is because, <sighs> you know, you got bubbly and your face brightened. It's like yeah. this person knows who I am. And they said 500 days of summer, that girl who oh, has a scene for three minutes. it wasn't because he knew who I was. Minutes. It was because, well, I mean, it was both. It was like, oh, I'm excited that you might know me from the show that Nick is on. I, we have a connection with Nick. Yeah, I get it. All right. I understand. Well, anyway, what was I saying before that? What led to that? Something about the show. You were saying the other show. Oh, people wouldn't know who we are and we didn't get into it for that. Also, I'm not, I don't feel entitled. This is no, the, this is one. You were this asked, is this we were is, talking about the dishwasher and the relationship stuff. And I know we were bringing up the other show. And then I was saying we shouldn't talk about the show, but I would like to say that this is one thing that really bothers me when people who listen to me and they throw that out. Entitled. I don't. I don't act entitled. I complain about things, but I don't claim that they should be any different for me. I just say this is the way this is, and this annoys me. But I also don't feel as though anyone or anything owes me a thing. Or, Sometimes when people express things like that it feels it, it almost like threatens someone else and so they have to or, or or there's something about it that makes them react to what you're saying as if it's attacking them and there's nothing you can do about that yeah because i just you know? call out general patterns of thinking that are real that most people experience and for whatever reason that throws them off but as far as entitled goes you can answer honestly maybe i am entitled but i feel as though i'm one of the least entitled people i'm many no, you have that, many things but you have that thing where it's like i'm i'm extremely important and i am nothing because you want everyone 
to act a certain way and you feel like you know that certain way and you have the answer to what that certain way is, which sort of puts you in the the line of you know everything and you are better than because you know those things. Well, hold on. This is what you're saying. Better than. Mm-hmm. I never say that. You do feel like I you're better than. I just know things. I just know things. Yeah. Okay. I'm just aware. Yeah, but some of those things you quote know are sometimes opinion <laughs> or preferences. Nah, nah. I think they're pretty locked in as rules. No. Anyway, so getting back to what we were talking about, now that we're talking about the show and then we were going back, sometimes I hear, and you don't have to talk about this if you don't want, but when I hear it brought up on the radio show that, uh, you know, you left your marriage and there's zero understanding as to why. It's like that was a very nice person, as if that's a reason to stick around if it's something's Mm -hmm. not working for you. But I wonder if that bothers you, hearing that. Or Um, Or when people claim it. No, what it does is um, it's actually just an ingredient in the whole stew of uh, not really being able to trust that show with my honest thoughts and actions. You know, I can give them little bits of things that are um, that I feel comfortable playing around with. But if I tell them something off the air and they want to use it, they're going to, which is fine. They need to make a show, but I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I can trust them on air to treat it in a caring way. You know what I mean? They're going to use it, which I also understand. I did that, you know, with my relationship with Travis and he had to like, tell me to cut it out because it was bothering him. So, and I didn't understand it then. I was like, listen, this is just a part of my life. Like you just have to be okay with it. You know? He didn't have to be okay with it. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, I don't agree with that necessarily. And it sounds like you have come around on it. But I feel as though if you want to talk about your life in any kind of open way, that is fair game. It's your choice. But dragging someone else into it, even if they're a part of your life, I feel as though having their blessing to do so is something that I guess you should obtain before you. Well, see, I felt like I was a comedian and that, you know, I'm going to talk about my life on stage and so you just have to be okay with that and if you're not then you either need to get okay with it or not i don't know (laughs) but i know what does that mean or what (laughs) so but like i said that was me probably just not i don't know not connecting with him like i should have you know yeah yeah all right well when they when they talk about you know me leaving Travis I know like I said the other show isn't this show do you mean and sometimes I forget about that and I think that I can be as open as I am with you as I am on that show and I have to remember that it's a different uh different rules well part of the problem is you know things are presented as if we're being open and people feel as though they do know who we are they only know a small sliver of that. And granted, you know, there are things that are put out there that are at times, I guess, vulnerable and exposing. And that furthers this idea that people know who we are. But I think that's why it bothers me sometimes when certain words like entitled are thrown out. Um, yes, I know that I think that I'm better than most people sometimes. 
It doesn't always feel so it that way. So makes sense that someone might interpret you as yeah, but that. That's, but it's not that. Yes, but I, this is the way, you know, they've got limited information that they can take and form opinions and whatever. Within the context of the show, that's who I guess well, I am. Well, and then Eric exploits that. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not judging that. He's doing what he feels he has to do to make a show happen, to fill three hours a day, to not constantly rant about politics. You know what I mean? So but, I get it. But He has to paint us in a certain way. Yes, but... You know, being a person and wanting people to yeah. understand, understand who you are. Yeah. I, I, whenever I hear them bring up, she had a very good marriage. She left it. Nicest guy you'll ever meet. What the fuck's wrong with her? That's the way it's, you know, pretty. Uh, that's presented and that's the way that it, it, yeah. I take it. And uh, I wonder if I can understand you. that. I can understand that point of view. I wouldn't make an excuse for that one. I'd be like, hey, cut that one out. If I were you, like, that's why I ask. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't have that's I wasn't sure if you had a problem with it or not. No, because I know, you know, what I mean, I capital K-N-O-W. No, I know. But there are like, I know listening. what happened. I know what's going on. You know, if he what like the way that the entitled thing bothers you, that bothers me. If it were taken online and someone started like talking shit online about me. Saying like, uh, and I think it has happened before, but like in little comments, like during the live stream or something, people will say something shitty, but I don't really, I mean, that's fine. But um, cause that feels trolly, you know, but if someone was on like two plus two equals four and was talking shit about me without them knowing what, you know, who I am and really understanding what went on, then, then it would, it would bother me more and then i might have to tell eric like hey we need to cut this out we gotta stop doing that obviously some of it comes with the territory if we're going to do a show then you open yourself up and people are are free to speak as they wish but i'm doing interesting things listen everybody else like you know eric doesn't go out tim also doesn't go out jared always goes out but everyone makes fun of what he does instead of like trying to figure uh, it's hard to you know crack his nut a little bit and then you know i'm going through something and so like let's mine that for content yeah but i i feel as though sometimes when there are difficult things that you're trying to work through or any of us you try to work through them and then they are exploited for the sake of the show yeah and then other people make nasty comments and then using it in the show is one thing, as you said, but then when other people use it and then they're kind of poking at you with it, like, Hey, come on. You're not like, you're not even right about it. It's one thing if you're right. (laughs) Yeah. And you're poking. It's like, okay, fine. What am I going to do? You're saying the truth, but it's Mm -hmm. like, you have a gross misunderstanding of the situation as a whole. And now you're using this because you have this little piece of information and you know, there, there are sometimes it can be difficult. Um, I think what I've learned, though, is um, because when it comes to my relationships, when uh, like personal and even like professional relationships, and then to have this sort of blurred lines relationship with Eric, who's our longtime friend and now, you know, work person that we work with, colleague, um, I do feel like sometimes I want to share stuff with him and be open with him. uh, And I have to remember like, oh, I can't because... It might, it'll be one of those things that he brings up on air and says he can't talk about it, but then it will be talked about, you know? So, and like I said, I want to keep, rem- I want to keep reminding anybody listening, like, I understand why he's doing it. I, and because I have been there and I felt the same way. You don't have to make excuses. Um, 
Well, I just want to say, like, I understand it. I don't, I would hate for, just let's say Eric decided to listen to this one <laughs> and he felt like we were, you know, criticized. And it's, it's not that. It's just, I, I know. Th- I don't think I there have- was any criticism towards him. So don't worry about it too much. I know, but you know how he feels like very criticized. He's the sensitive one. That is the he truth. He really is. Calling Bless me him. the sensitive one the other day when I wrote that comment in the text. You're a nasty piece of shit. That's what I, I mean, I was to set this one up for anyone who doesn't know what's going on. I was listening to the show the other day, the podcast of the show. And when they came to light that I registered that domain and, you know, I thought about writing and it said that I probably, he made the comment, Eric made a comment that I probably wouldn't because of some, you know, opioid fueled distraction. No, it bothered me because that's one of those things. Like, yes, I presented this and we, we can joke about it to an extent. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's that's the way that I can process things also. Sometimes you take something that's a bit difficult in your life and you can joke about it and that, that's a way to move through it. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's one of those things, throwing that out there just haphazardly. It's like, hey, come on. That, uh, that sets it up so at this point, I think it bothers me because at some point it was a distraction and it did keep me from doing things and progressing. Right. And now, nerve. and now to throw that out there and have other people just take that little piece of information and then they feel the, the right to use it and make fun. You know, it's like, no, that's not your place to do that. And right. I like to continue the joke. Like, yeah, I probably <laughs> opioids <laughs> drugs. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, you're not allowed to use that one. So, um, yeah. you know, it bothered me, but then, writing that text, I was harsh on purpose because I felt as though it didn't warrant me completely going off to the side and writing Eric some things like, Hey, that really hurt my feelings. Cause it wasn't that extreme, but is I, that passive aggressive then? What me writing you're a nasty piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I just, I just thought I'm going to write a very harsh thing and not mean it. Um, yeah, it's hard to know though, even though it hurt his feelings. Which I understand if I were to write that in a public forum where the rest of the show sees it and it undermines his power. And then Jared thinks, Mm -hmm. oh, he's weak. There's a mutiny. Now I can move in and steal the time slot. (laughs) (laughs) A mutiny. I'm going to get in there. But writing that saying you're a nasty piece of shit. But I thought people would read it in my voice like you're a nasty piece of shit. Yeah, it's hard to know that you have to You put like a winky smiley face. No, kissy. Winky. I refuse to use emojis. I refuse. I know, but you have to. You have to understand how it's expressed. Like, like I said, I didn't know what it meant, and so I just left it. It is. It is a strange. I know it made you uncomfortable. I just like. Mm, I feel like most people. That. Most people left it, except for Tim Andrews. Because Greg, like, even though, you know, Eric can be sensitive, you know. I sometimes you can be reactive. And so it's unclear sometimes, you know, what you, if, if I, I didn't, I wasn't clear that that was a joke. Yeah. The lines are blurred. I understand. Yeah. I'm not trying so to. So it makes sense that he would say that, but he needs to reach out instead of then reacting back. Right. <laughs> he's like, what's up, Greg? What are you doing? You know? And then you're like, Oh, I was just this instead of like, nah, he wants us to bow canceled. down. He wants us to bow down. You never speak to me in such a manner. Yeah. How dare you? Or you're fired. Yeah, the show's uh, interesting in the sense. I know we spent a lot of time talking about this without officially starting. Well, this is our show. We're not. We're not. We no, started. No, no, we're going to start it. And we're going to move into your foraging. You running around. I know, around. but we can't do a whole hour now. 
Did you have an hour of foraging? Yeah, I could. But well, we'll we've move, already. How long has this been? We'll move into it. This has been like twenty something minutes. I don't know what I'm going to no, cut out at the, the very beginning. This is not going to be the no. whole show because I don't yes, have. I don't have another forty minutes of this in me. I don't think there's another forty minutes of this. So we're going to get into your foraging at some point. Okay. I mean, if the, if this carries through, then great. But I don't. Okay. I don't know. I, I I do think it's interesting though that the dynamic has shifted. Uh, in that you've taken my old role, which was the one going on constant dates and having them fail or being in relationships that I, you know, spoke about pretty openly on the air. I wasn't so protective of them, usually talking about how I was fucked up in them and how I was screwing up the relationship. I wasn't saying nasty things about the other people. Sometimes if they smashed in my back windshield in my car, but you know, usually it was about me, but you've taken that and I listened to it. I listened to it sometimes and because I'm a pro in the field of online dating. I am. I was, I was there. I from, should get some tips. Well, no, I just hear when other people on the show talk about it. And they're wrong. They're, they're grossly misguided on it. And I wish I could jump in. And it's like, hey, also, did do you, you remember? Not, do you not, did you not learn anything from when I talked about this for years? <laughs> Wait, do you mean me or them? them? Them. Oh, what do they say that's misguided? It's just the ideas of online dating and you know it has shifted the interesting thing with online dating is at first i'm not i was never the kind of person who would approach people unsolicited Mm -hmm. if there was a you know a party and people were talking i could get a conversation going but if that was a bar and these are just strangers across the way i wouldn't walk up to them and start a conversation just because it, it does. It feels rude and out of place. It's like, hey, you may mm-hmm. be here tonight to have a nice time with your friends, and you don't want some ass coming up and hitting on you. And you know, quite often it's treated like a, a, a point of not quite pride. What's the, what? The, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but you know, it's a positive trait. It's like I'm the kind of person who'll just walk up and bother someone and not give a shit what they're doing <laughs> with their night. And I will get them. Well, and I will you're win them gambling over. whether it's bothering them or if they're looking you know and you i guess you have to be uh aware you have to like sniff it out you know read the room to see who wants to be left alone and who wants company yeah and even then it's you know a risk that i wasn't willing to take not even for rejection this was this thing where i was overthinking about how someone was coming to bother me how annoyed it would make me i was like can't you Mm -hmm. leave me the fuck alone don't just come up here and start talking to me so I think online dating at first was a nice outlet when it was filled with a bunch of anxious losers <laughs> and you could jump on, you know, there was a stigma attached to it for a while. Like people were embarrassed. They're like, what story are we going to tell people? when they ask how we met. Now people are yeah. wide open with it. I mean, we met on Tinder or Bumble or whatever the hell. No one cares anymore. But there was a time when you came up with a backstory and you would lie and you didn't want to tell people that's where you met or that you were even on any kind of app or site because it was this was before the apps too. Um, oh, yeah. You weren't on a site. But it was a totally different world then because it's I mean, become... Yeah. Well, it's just become so mainstream. And I'm not saying that dudes who were normally shy weren't assholes online because they felt the protection of anonymity. Oh. I don't know if I pronounced that, that right? correctly. Anonymity. <laughs> Anonymity. Yeah. 
Sea anemone. Anemone. Sea anemone. Anemone. <laughs> Animale. <laughs> Anomaly. Antinomaly. Anyway, but you know, hiding. I, that that word and accompanying are tough for me. Accompanying. Anonymity in in quick conversation. Like I, I yeah. tend to. But anyway, I'm not saying that dudes weren't jerks. What this, about rural? Rural. That's a hard one. Rural. It's become oversaturated. Rah, rah. It's oversaturated. It's now the common way that people do meet. And um, I think the number of dudes on there that you have to sift through is probably worse than ever because, you know, like anything, like the the artsy neighborhood in any city where the hipsters lived when hipsters were a thing, at some point you get the bros that would come in. It's like, I'm going to go impress mm-hmm. these girls with my money and my boldness. <laughs> and... It's the same thing with online dating, I feel. They took over, and now you have to deal with them. I also don't well, there know. Was a weird, there was that weird sort of moment in dating where it was like a, that Chris Angel sort of era where they had that dating expert or whatever that would teach the guys to be sort of mean to the girls and do that peacocking thing, like, wear a red scarf is a belt. Yeah, the game. point of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> The game. They're, what the fuck are you talking about, weirdo? That, that was a whole thing. There was that group of guys that moved into a house together and perfected that. And that one guy who had the TV show on VH1 with the stupid hats and the, the dumb garb. What uh, mystery was his name? Mystery. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When I first moved to New York, it always looked like Chris Angel to me. <laughs> yes, it was very. It is very similar. When I first moved to New York, I subletted an apartment from one of those guys. I didn't know oh, uh, at the right. time. And he was like a dick, right? He went by Steve Nash. And I was like, you know, that's a basketball player, right? But whatever. He didn't. That wasn't his real name. He had a, I won't share his actual last name. But uh, he went by Steve Nash. He was a dick in the sense that he gave us her deposit back after we were moving out and then demanded that we give the deposit back to him because we left the apartment in some kind of poor shape where the next tenant didn't want to move in. So he was going to lose money and he was panicking and he said, I've been dealing with my dad dying and you took advantage of that. And it's like, Hey, look, dude, your fucking fiance or whoever the hell she is came over and looked at the apartment and said, it's fine. Here's your money back. So I don't feel oh. I don't feel bad, and he, he was sending certified mail to me, and I was giving him fake addresses and giving him the runaround. At some point, I gave him the old address for 99X, and they called me and like we got some certi- <laughs> certified mail. I was like, send it back. Um, <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to do, sue me for what, but um, I was really annoyed moving to New York and getting this kind of treatment from a guy who was from North Carolina. He wasn't even like a New Yorker. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell? Some chooch from North Carolina is like, no, no, no. If I'm moving to New York and getting fucked over, it's going to be from at least a New Yorker, not you, playa. Don't hate the playa, hate the game. And I do hate your game. Like your game is stupid. Your game of picking up women, the pickup artist. Um, but uh, anyway, I found out that in New York, <laughs> if you're subletting, you can't charge for more than you pay for your apartment. That way, people don't oh, collect. Right. They don't collect apartments at low rents and rent them and make money that way. And uh, you can sue for three times the amount that someone overcharged you. And this information is all public. And I found the information and found that he was charging us, you know, eight hundred dollars more a month. He was allowed to charge us ten percent more because it was furnished. 
Um, but I, I copied his language in one of his letters and just changed some of the numbers and threatened to sue him and he disappeared. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's so, pretty smart. So I beat you. I beat, I beat the game, the pickup artist. Yeah, you did. But yeah, that was a whole weird thing. Tell her she's fucking ugly. Hey, bitch, you stink. You're the ugliest piece <laughs> of trash I've ever seen. Oh, that, that top would look better if you lost couple pounds yeah and then watch her come crawling to you yeah. what a fucked up gross thing but a lot of people bought into that yeah they did but anyway you stole my identity my identity on the show i guess i did just by living my life i'm just i think that really what this is is i'm just doing all of these weird messy things 20 years late it is, yes, you know? you're 40 and you live in the suburbs, so it's a totally different game. Anyway, yeah. I, I assume most of the dudes that you're dealing with are divorced. Is that incorrect? Uh, only, um, only one so far. So they're just weirdos who didn't get married? Yeah. And they live in the suburbs? Uh, it's a no, red flag. No, some of them live, like, well, this one person lives really far away like lives in like on the border of maryland and pennsylvania um sorry i always get confused where pennsylvania is i worry that it's south and not north and even saying it right now i'm worried that i'm wrong it's it's north yes yeah okay good um he lives really far away but uh and then other people have lived in like baltimore um i don't know annapolis which isn't that far so Nobody from Crofton yet. Yeah, I guess that, you know, when you're on online dating in the city, you set it to five, ten miles at most, five to ten miles. Like, yeah, nope. I put it like 15 miles, I think. Yeah, I feel like you have to do that, though, because everyone's more spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, I said red flag as a 40-year-old, almost 40-year-old, who's never been married. Me. I'm talking about oh. me. I thought um, you were talking about me. Sorry. Living in the city, it's a different thing. It doesn't feel as creepy, but it's like, I don't know, that guy's just lived in the suburbs his whole life, and he's never, it's like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with him. But yeah. When, <laughs> but when you're in the city and you're not married, it's not a big deal. No one thinks anything of it. Right. I'm not, well, I, I don't know if that's a fair you know, assessment to make, but that is the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. if I, it, it, There is a different set of rules. That's true. Um, but yeah, do you have any advice for me to online date? I have no advice. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't know the other side of it. I just know that dudes mess the whole thing up. And as a guy, you have to try to present yourself. See, the whole thing is you've got the aggressive guys online who just come right at you and then they get angry if you don't respond and they insult you. And they, that you want to talk about entitled behavior. From what I hear, there are stories of dudes who a woman starts a conversation with them and it trails off and then they just lose their shit and they start hurling insults. I've only had a little bit of that where I was just barely talking to this person. We had switched over off the app to actual like texting and um, it was like a two hour, two and a half hour break between responding to his texts because I was putting the kids to bed and then when I went back to check my phone he was like he had texted me a couple times and then he was like well see you later <laughs> like unmatched me you know I don't think he blocked me but he was just like see you 
I was like, damn, was this just because I didn't answer for a couple, like a couple hours? Yeah, but that's a good thing to know. You don't want to deal oh, with that person. Yeah, I wasn't, I was just surprised. I was like, oh. It is surprising that, that, that there's such damn, impatience okay. that you don't respond in a timely manner. It's like, see ya. And then that's the end of it. I don't know what they want. Um, I know, I don't hide that I have kids. But that, yeah, but that's not so, so. bad. I mean, it, it's. Yeah, no one's been really shitty yet. So that's been nice. So apparently that happens. Like, you know, the, you bruise the guy's ego and then he gets insulting mm-hmm. and uh, entitled. The whole set of guys who try to counter those aggressive guys by coming off as overly thoughtful and sensitive, but that isn't authentic. It's a game that they're playing just yeah, to try to win you over. And so it, it became a real minefield for me. It's like, I don't know how to navigate any of this right now because I would try to be thoughtful and present myself as I am. I guess, you know, you, there was a whole point where I tried to present myself the flaws too. That never worked out well. I wasn't getting much (laughs) engagement at that point, but I mean, it's not, I forget what they were listed exactly as it wasn't anything crazy, but it was things like, sometimes I like to sit at home and do nothing. Oh, the horror, because everyone's always got to present themselves as being these overly active people who are constantly on the go. And so social, it's like, shut the fuck up. So many, so many dudes have pictures of themselves like hiking or on a mountain or with a dog. Everybody's got a dog or they're outdoors. And so one of the things I put on my profile was like, I'm not going to hike with you. Don't take me on a hike. I don't want to hike. Yeah. I I walk somewhere. I put fuck camping once. And, and, Fuck camping, dude. When I would list things like that, that went against the grain, it didn't get, uh-huh. it didn't work so well. So instead oh, it of, didn't? no, no. I mean, I guess there's always a few people here and there, but for the most part, that seems. Oh, because you be... put stuff like you put that thing about pens, right? Nah, that was a whole different thing. That was a funny oh. thing. Someone, some okay. woman said that she liked pens, and I said, and I said, so do I. I pose them in different dioramas or something, and I took. <laughs> I made a little bed for my pen and I put it in there. Like I did these weird things and I sent these pictures that I thought were funny and it got no response. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. She missed out. She did. She sure did. But, you know, putting things like I don't like to go out constantly. Mm-hmm. That, so I just took that out. I didn't lie about who I was. So then you just put certain things. Um, and I, who knows? It, it It's half the time you don't get a response, which I, as a woman, I am sure you could swipe right on anyone and it would be a match. You'd be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a shame then. I'm I'm sure that the percentage is still much higher. And so, so, you know, you've got a lot more choices and when people are given more choices, it's never really a good thing. Less choices, the better because I agree. That's the Trader Joe's model. What, less choices, less, the better? Yeah, less choices. It's the Aldi model. Give them less choices. People don't People don't thrive as well when there's too many choices. It's, you know, it's, you get, like, paralyzed by decisions. Yeah, and then you second guess once you do make a decision. Like, ah, yeah. oh, should I have gone with something else? It's not actually a good thing. And that's that's another problem with online dating. It's like there's always this idea that it's so easy just to go find someone else. It's like, well, I, you know, this oh is Oh, my going- God. Yeah, that's the thing that happens on the other show where it's like, just go find somebody to fill in the blank. Like, whatever I might be feeling. If I'm lonely, it's like, go find a boyfriend. You could, 
Or if I'm like wanting something else, you know, like go find a date, just do it. It's like, it's not that easy. And then, so I watched this TikTok that I thought explained it well, where it was like, hey, other women or other people who are not on dating apps, what's the plan? You know, I was like, that's a great point. If I, I kind of dislike these dating apps, not kind of, I pretty, I really don't like them, but I feel like it's my only option because what else can I do? I don't, I feel going to a bar feels weird. feels like both weird, like desperate um, because I'm going there, like hoping someone will talk to me or I guess, or that I'll have to talk to them. You know, or it's, it's, I don't want to meet a stranger. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to be someone that I meet and we get along because it's like mutual friends and then whatever. I don't, you I don't may like need this, to upgrade like, stranger stuff. If you want to stick to the online dating, and I know that it was a joke when we were younger, but one of the paid ones at this point. I tried that, eHarmony. I'm still fucking paying for it. It's a piece of shit. No, no, get off of that one because that one's rooted in Christianity. Not anymore. Well, they say that, but I think it's still there. I, I once took the quiz for that. It's like, let's match you. It's zero matches. <laughs> we don't have anyone for you, which I don't. It's, I not, it's not like that anymore, but it is bullshit. I, like, would, I canceled my thing and I'm still paying for it. Call for like the, months. Call your credit card company. I should. But you, I think I agreed to like the terms, you know. What are the terms? The terms are you can cancel whenever the hell you want unless you did a year no, I did it like a certain months or something because it was like the only thing they had available and I was feeling desperate, I guess. This whole thing is horrible. I fucking hate it, dude. <laughs> I feel like Match.com would be a better one. I know it's horrible. I worry. You're just out there alone. I also don't think that you need someone. It's I don't. Like, you just want someone to hang out with. That's a different, which, you know, if you want to date them and hang out with them. But as far as looking But when for- you start dating someone, they expect like, hey, next time we see each other, <laughs> I t- let's make out. Sure. It's like, I, oh, okay. I understand. I don't know that. if I really want that. Well, that's you don't have to do that. It's it's. It but it's is. like keep taking me out. You know, <laughs> I went, and that's the thing too is I know this sounds conceited, but I will get along with you. Like we will get along. I'm gonna have we're gonna have an okay time, and you're gonna think that means I like you, and it might just mean you seem like a cool dude, and that's it. And I don't think that anybody is going to just want to keep hanging out with me without something else later. Look for a profile that says recently divorced, completely crushed. Don't even want to be on here because that no, because you know, I there's a friend of a friend who every time I see him, he mentions some like weird dig about his ex-wife, you know, like um, if you say like, Oh, it's warm today. Like, Oh yeah, it is warm. Cheryl always hated the warm weather. That bitch, you know, like, yeah. hey, it's <laughs> one of those for years. One of those people can't yeah, get over. So, it. Well, I feel mm-hmm. as though there's someone who's over it enough. They're just not ready to actually be open and like going to Six Flags would be a fun thing for them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to be emotionally open. So just kind of running around having some fun times. I don't know, though, because I would like that. This is the thing. Maybe I don't know exactly what I want slash need from another person. You know, I really am getting to know who I am alone. And it has, it was something I, you know, 
was trying to figure out um and it was something really painful and uh, like it made me want to like crawl out of my skin i didn't know what to do i didn't feel i felt sad i felt and then i felt sad that i was sad and then i was like i don't know all kinds of things now but and i've kind of come through that a little bit and i am getting okay with being by myself and i think that's sort of the first you know first level you know i need to get through of course too which is like finding out what i actually want out of someone not even out of someone i think learning to exist by yourself mm-hmm. and the things that you want out of that is what you have to do before you even yeah. enter a relationship your identity has always been in a relationship i know that yeah, i've absolutely. always been in relationships but the relationship was never my identity i was my mm-hmm. identity was still hey he likes hanging out alone and yeah. that, that's a, the completely opposite problem um, but both you and I were always in relationships. We just, yeah. I feel as though your identity was wrapped up in that. And mine was a constant How could battle. It not be? Yeah. Mine was a constant battle to keep it preserved and separate from the relationship and not fall <laughs> into the kind of relationship that you were in. Um, right. and neither, again, I, I don't want to say neither is right or wrong. Um, the identity in the relationship, is still my identity, but it's also learning. It's, it's learning to preserve that and be with a person who's comfortable with that and is allowed to have their own identity too. That, that's what I prefer. Some people may want the melding. I don't know. It doesn't work for me. I don't know who I, really it, works for. That's true. Hold on. Sorry to cough. <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah, because when in a relationship, when the other person is upset, I have a really hard time separating out of that. You know, I, I have to, I'm responsible for them, whether it's the reason why they're upset. Um, I need, I, I feel like I want to help them not be upset. And if they don't let me, then I'm annoyed. And I feel like I'm just, it's like, all right, well then fuck you. I get a little mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's weird. So I kind of stopped developing that part of my self because I, was always in a relationship. I never got to know who I was by myself. Yeah, and figuring that out is a good thing. And then you take that, and you, and then when you enter the next relationship, you're not dependent on it for your identity. Like, this is who I am. Does this work? Yeah. Do we work together on that front? Yes? Okay, great. No? Oh, okay. See ya. And I know that. You know, I know it. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't now. But, like, Except- in those moments, because I'll have done this work, that it'll be like, oh... I will know yeah. it's going to work or not. Except you're, as you said, 20 years too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not too late. You're just 20 years later. Let's phrase it that yeah. way. Which is funny that we're the same age and we don't speak of me <laughs> taking the same amount of time to figure it out as being a bad Oh, thing. yeah. It's just reversed. Yeah. I just I just don't have. I guess there's a fear on my end thinking about you and you know caring about you is... I'm not saying there aren't people in the suburbs, but it does work differently. More people are settled down. And I don't know. It seems like the kind of people who are available are probably people who are recently out of marriages and probably have kids. But it seems like you're not coming across too many. So, you know, like I I have nothing to base that on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really coming across that that much. Or if you come across a person who's 
doesn't have kids and is still single, they don't necessarily want to date a person with kids. Could be. Yeah. I think once I mentioned that I had kids uh, in a te- in a, one, of, one of the correspondents through the app, and then when I went back to look and see if they had texted back, they were gone because um, they unmatched me, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It was fine. Yeah. I, I wasn't offended. I was like, oh, the same thing with that other guy. Like, oh, all right. Okay. Um, I do feel though, like, I mean, honestly, sexually, (laughs) I'm not okay with just being alone. But when you bring that up, what do you mean? It means that I'm on Tinder. Like for hooking up. Is that what you're on there for? Yeah. Um, If I'm honest, yes. Absolutely. Talk to my friend Matt. He knows how to navigate that whole world. Oh, really? Yeah, he's had several. I just gave his last name. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Maybe you should edit that. Out. Eh, he's not. He can't find him on social media. Oh, you can't. No. I'll he's... bleep it though, just for him. All right, I'll bleep it for him. I would. I don't yeah. know when that was around. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I'll just cut it out. I don't want to bleep. I whatever. I'll cut it out. Okay. Bleep. That'll be funny with the bleep. Yeah, but the bleeping's a whole process. I got to find the beep. I don't know if I have a beep on my computer. Oh, you do because you've used it before. The bleep, but anyway, yeah, he he moved to Philadelphia and didn't know people and was just looking for that. And there's codes and terminology. Oh yeah, I'm googling all kinds of codes. People are writing things like, "What does that mean? What's what's ND, NDT? I don't know what that means. Just you know, <laughs> random letters." But that's a hard thing to navigate, also, because either you get a person who thinks that they want that, and then they don't. Or you get a person who's like so into it and you find yourself like, I don't know, this isn't really working for me because it's just very transactional mm-hmm. and somewhat robotic. Again, I really do feel like, um, <clears throat> so I went out um, last week and it was like, I went out late, not late, late, but you know, like eight o'clock or something. And I went to a lesbian bar because I wanted to go to a lesbian bar. And then it also felt so good to not feel like weird about being there, you know? Because when you're, I mean, it was illustrated on the other show because I went to a bar once and was like harassed. And I was like, well, then why are you at a bar by yourself? It's like, no, I'm allowed to just go to a bar. So I went there and it was so nice. And then I stumbled upon this like drag show that they were having and I had a blast. It was so much fun. It was like exactly my scene as far as like the drag stuff goes. And I felt so comfortable and I made a friend and we talked about like what she does and it was not, it, did, it was not like sexual at all. It was just like, yay, <laughs> like, I can actually just talk to someone and it not feel like something's got to happen because I'm talking and we're getting along. Where was anyway, this? Where was this bar? It was in DC. It's the only lesbian bar in Maryland, which yeah. isn't even Maryland because it's yeah. in DC. I was going to say that's uh, not Maryland. What? A, that's the only one? Yes. Why? That I seems strange. That's not Everything real. That's not else real. is a gay bar. Everything else is, is a gay bar, which is more, you know, geared toward men. Interesting. You went I know, all the way to D.C. Crazy? Did you drive to D.C.? I did. Now you should have taken the train. <laughs> no, I'm not taking the train. Why? Because if it did cost me 20 bucks to park, though, which blew. Anyway, the point is, is that um, I did this thing. And also I'm on Tinder <laughs> just for hookups, which feels, I feel 
weird about it. But I also feel like, listen, I, I'm, I'm doing some things that I have felt before and felt like that's not something I can outwardly express, you know, like going out by myself, you know, in the middle of the week, or like, even if something had happened at that bar, like if some, if a woman had like sort of approached me and like something, whatever, I would go for it because I feel like there are things that I've never been able to, I've, I've separated out, you know, from who I am in my head and then who I am outwardly. And sometimes I'm not sure where that line, I, I don't feel like that line is as clear and I need to figure it out. And so I'm trying to figure it out. Again, this is like 20 years ago type behavior for women <laughs> to do. But I feel I'm like some it of it is probably you do know. And it's just hard for you to admit. <laughs> Whatever that is. That's not implying anything specific. Well, I'm not saying everything on this. Again, some things are private. Okay. Some things. But it's just, I don't know. It's just a weird... And maybe weird's not the right answer. It's a place I didn't think that I'd be in. And it's not like that's a, it's not like that's only sad to feel that way. It sounds a little sad. Maybe it's a place you want to be in. Ultimately. No, I still feel like I'm in a transition. Okay. Well, if you, if you, Find yourself in a spot what some people would call an alternative lifestyle. And who fucking cares? You've tried the traditional thing. It doesn't work for you. It doesn't. That's fine. Yeah. How's that feel to admit that? I don't feel like you've ever admitted that. Well, I've just been dealing with it in therapy, actually. And it was cool. And she kind of said similar stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's not alternative. Like, I don't, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Okay. Well, I mean, you've got your very basic what you're supposed to do type of thing, which is you find yeah. someone, you marry them, you have kids, you settle down. Or you date someone, the guy's nice, and you just go for it. And I'm not doing that either. Yeah. Just because the guy's nice. So there are things that are, you know, presented as this is the way things go. And even for me, who's not so out there by any means, it's like just following that path that's laid out. And like, this is the way you're supposed to do it. It didn't work for me. Yeah. Never worked for me. And but admitting that was a, it was a difficult thing saying you know, I don't want it to play out that way. I don't need it to play out that way. I've always had this desire to find someone where you know, there's an understanding and I can share things with them, the things that I like to take in when I'm alone and to have someone where there's this nice stability and a foundation mm -hmm. of yeah, we're fucking together. We're together. I don't care. They have their own life. They go do their own thing. Obviously, there's some boundaries within that, which is mostly not having sex with other people, which if you wanted to have that also as one of the things that's allowed, that's fine. That's not something I can navigate in being in an open relationship. But for the most part, like my ideal relationship is just have your life. I have my life. And, uh, you know, we do Separate things. Separate but together. Yeah, we do our things together. But there's not all this weird um, insecurity and all the bullshit minutiae that surrounds it. It's like, but it's supposed to be this way and you're going out and doing that. And I don't, I don't, 
care. That's what I would prefer. I think you get the best out of the other person when you're allowing them to be who they are. And then you get to be who you are. And this is the part where it matches. Like, you know, if the other person is someone who can have a deep love for you, but also wants to go around and have sex with a lot of people, that's fair. But that doesn't work for me. So, you know, that's where right. the matching. Right, and you only know that because you've done, I guess, like, I don't, I, I wouldn't call it soul searching, but you've figured out who you are. So you're able to say, this is what I want. This is what I need. Can you do those things for me? Yeah. And it was just, this is what I can do. This is what I can do for you. These are okay for me. And I was never able to, when I was trying, when I was had an inability to accept the way I was going about things, I was also Mm -hmm. not able to fake things. So I didn't find myself settled in some marriage or like in a relationship because the relationships will always fall apart. Because I couldn't just say, okay, well, I don't know. I'm not admitting this thing about myself. But I'm also able to just say, yeah, I'll stay in this relationship with you. I just didn't. didn't, I was lucky, I guess, it didn't work that way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, getting back to you, though, it's like, yes, whatever the hell it is, fine. I mean, I guess it's it's harder to navigate because you do have a marriage and kids or a past marriage and you have kids but Mm -hmm. whatever it is hopefully you get to the point where you figure out what it is and then you're accepting of it yeah i think i can be i think that's something in the distance i don't know what that looks like exactly um and that's why i think it makes me uncomfortable even to like for you to say alternative lifestyle. Well, you know, that's what that I wasn't claiming. That's what you were doing. I was just saying if it, if it's so, no, but I feel like maybe that could be something in my future. I don't know, you know, but I, what I don't want to do is just accept what maybe feels like the norm. Um, just because it's, you know, the way, well, I'm not, because I'm not, I've done it and I don't, I'm not interested in that. And breaking out of that, you know, can feel, I don't know, like a little scary. It can feel like I want to make sure that I'm doing it out of um, like a genuine reason because I feel like I've, you know, I don't want to do something that's like dangerous. (laughs) This is way too vague to be talking about. It's, I, I don't have a good grasp on it. All right, yet. that's fine. You can leave it yeah. at that. But I mean, I think going back to me asking you early on when people say, I don't know why she left. It was nice. It was a good marriage. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe all that's true. But it, it sounds like it's not uh, something that worked for you. It's not really something you wanted necessarily. It's not wrong to say that. And it's not, it's, it wasn't. It wasn't dis- because, yeah, he, he and I are, I love him. You know, I'm so glad that he's the father of my kids like holy shit i'm so glad because i could have gotten a real dickhead <laughs> well you know? i don't know if you would have settled with a dickhead but i hear no, what you're but saying. you never know when people get hurt you know it, it's a oh it's you're a, saying after the fact after the fact yeah yeah sure I, mean. I guess you don't and know that but the way he's handled everything since then and the way that we you know are navigating it feels really good really open um but anyway it just i'm gl- i'm really grateful for that but i don't know i just want to 
I, uh, yeah, I just gotta, I gotta date myself. <laughs> it is very... You know, like, when you said, when you said, I don't want to, like, I, I want to go see a sunset by myself. I, that's an example of, that I think about where I think, it did. It, it didn't even happen to me if I if I'm not with someone else. It's like meaningless. Instead of me being able to just take something in and appreciate it. My friend Nico said um, he was sad, or I was th- thinking he was sad because no one would hang out with him. He's like, "Is anyone hanging out tonight?" And all of us were busy. And then I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I was like, "Poor Nico." I sent a sad emoji or whatever, and he was like, "No, it's fine. I like being by myself." It's like what? He's like, I don't give what? a shit. That's what I mean. And I and that's the kind of thing that shows me that, you know, maybe my thinking is a little um, flawed I in think, that way. I mean, when I told you that I went to Kingston alone, you still yeah. that still seemed to shock you, even though, you know, I answered, why would you go to stay at a place for several nights in a hotel alone? It's like, why not? Yeah. I've traveled True. a lot alone. I enjoy traveling alone. I still would like to travel alone. I would like to have a mix where it's like, you know, I travel with Christine and I travel alone and Mm -hmm. everyone's happy because traveling alone doesn't mean that I don't enjoy the company of Christina at all. It doesn't mean that. It just means that I also like doing things alone. So having a balance of the two is important. It's still, it's still a weird thing for me to express. It feels strange to say, Hey, I want to go do this alone because it does make me think, mm-hmm. does that hurt the other person's feelings? You want to do it alone, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't want you there. <laughs> it's, like, right. <laughs> it's not, it's not that harsh by any you know means. I mean? It's not that harsh, <laughs> but they, they could feel like that. And especially mm-hmm. when I was dating really anxious people, like that it was, that was a bad fit for me because asking for such things would make them feel that way. Like, why wouldn't you want to go with me? What's wrong mm-hmm. with me? It's like nothing. Nothing. This is absolutely nothing. Like these are separate things. What if they things. said, can I please go with you? I really want to. I'd say no. Well, I'd oh, say I sure. never got to this point because I was never good at expressing it because I knew it would hurt them and I would just avoid uh-huh. it. So oh, then okay. that's where I got restless quite often in relationships mm-hmm. is because I wasn't expressing these things that I needed and wanted out of it because I was dating people who didn't want and need those same things. Like I was just making the wrong choices. Yeah. But I, but I, always, so I, think- I always liked anxious people because I understood them. And they needed patience and understanding, and I could give that to them. So, I mean, they're, but I think, yeah, I really think it's about balance. You know, you you were out of balance in those relationships. Yeah, because and I, you've you've struck a balance within yourself, and therefore you can easier you can balance more easily with someone else and what they need and what you need and all that. Whereas I feel like I was out of balance. You just need to know what you want and need. Right. I need to know where I stand. That's your first thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do that. And if that's dating a drag queen, then so be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dream come true. I do feel like that would be a dream come true for you. <laughs> you could at least there was one performer that I swear was a woman. I think that happens sometimes, right? Yeah, I guess. It's not drag at that point. I think it is. If it's a woman dressing as a woman. Yeah. I don't know how that's drag. It's the, if you're a drag king, then you're a woman dressing as a man. Yes. But if I think you can still be a drag queen. I don't know. Anyway, we talking about your foraging? Let's start the show. Yeah. (laughs) 
Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and that's it. So thanks for listening. Like and subscribe, rate and review. Use our code ONETOPIC15 for uh, some really great hot hot sauce from hoppinpepper.com. Do it!